Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service, 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. I thought I heard Rick about to no, say something. No, oh, no, no. My he bad. Said, he said, hey, guys, like he always does, and you'll ask for the first caller for Trey, and the line will be busy just like always. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was uh, an article I read on On3, and I was hoping I could get, uh, Trey, if I can, some clarification on it. It says, Sam Pittman explains change in mindset regarding depth chart does it not what you've been seeing is not pretty much the way that sam has operated the first three years at arkansas in regards to the depth chart you reading that on 24 7 on our side i wrote that article did you really (laughs) i did no you didn't it's got kevin no wait a minute sam gillenwater who is that i don't know somebody who works for our competing website on on three (laughs) (laughs) oh I don't take of it as competition because when I no, want to I know either. something, I just go to Hog Sports. <laughs> now we wrote that. Yeah, we wrote that article too, and that's you know that's um, we wrote we write free articles and VIP articles, and free articles generally are stuff that come out of press conferences, and that's something that Sam Pittman talked about yesterday, and you know I, I actually asked him the question about it, um, you know what they plan to do on the scrimmage, um, so I asked him, you know. Because we're not going to talk to Sam again until they scrimmage Saturday. Uh, and really, I guess probably not till Tuesday uh, after the scrimmage. So I uh, just wanted to get some ideas of how he plans to do things. And that's when he brought up that he's going to work on fourth down conversions. That doesn't mean just lining up and running a play on fourth down. It means setting up a fourth down with a third down. Sometimes you see that. Um, you know, Arkansas has obviously done that where, you know, Pittman will tell the offensive coordinator, hey, you've got two downs to get this, you know, when it's third down. Uh, so that's something that they're going to practice. It's not something that he's really done before. But, uh, you know, Arkansas went for it 20 times last year and only converted nine of them. So they were under 50%. That's not a good percentage in, on third down – or, excuse me, on uh, fourth down. It's not a good percentage. Um, you know, Ole Miss went for it, I believe, 32 or 33 times last year, so just a little bit more, uh, and they weren't actually very good at it. They were only 45%. Now, the year before, Ole Miss went for it 49 times, mm-hmm. and as far as I've looked back, I can't find any team in the SEC that went for it close to 49 times, as many times as they did. The thing that was different back in 21 when they did that is they converted like 65% of them. Uh, they converted, I think it was like 33 that they converted. So uh, that obviously makes a big difference when you convert that. I mean, that's just like, you know, getting the ball back, um, you know, on a turnover or something. You, you, so uh, for Arkansas, Pittman wants to feel more confident going for it on third down. I think you'll probably see that number go up a little bit. Uh, but they have to make him feel confident. You know, last year, I mean, how many times were they at the goal line? There's a couple of times you go for it on fourth down. You know, when you're in mo- no man's land is a given. 
you should probably always go for it. When it's going to be an exceedingly long field goal or the punt's not going to make that big of a difference in field position or you're also risking kicking it into the back of the end zone, they call that no man's land, that's usually where you see teams go for it. Um, the other time is, you know, fourth and one, right down at the goal line, you see teams go for it a lot. And Arkansas was terrible at that last year. There's so many times where they could have just settled for a field goal. Mm. And what did we see in the offseason? Step one to correct part of that, uh, they fired the whole strength and conditioning staff and brought in new people. Sam Pittman said he didn't feel like they were strong uh, at the end of the year as they were at the beginning of the year. And so wanted somebody else to work on that. So that's part of it. The other part of it is, you know, you're driving down the field and, um, you know, you maybe it's close. You put yourself in a fourth and two. Maybe you're in your own end and you want to roll the dice. I'm not a huge fan of doing that just because I also think that, you know, I'm not sure what all the analytics measure, but do they measure momentum swings? You know, how much does it suck the wind out of you when you're going for it on fourth and one in your own end and you don't get it, you know, or um, in any situation, not just on your own end, but how much does that suck, take the wind out of your sails? Because I believe momentum is a real thing in college football, maybe more than any other sport. Uh, So... I'm not a huge fan of going for it all the time, but there are instances where where you have to, uh, you know, if you're if you're trailing, um, you know, or if you you need a touchdown instead of a field goal just to, because of the score, uh, you know, so there there are always instances. But um, for him to do that and to call it and not just back off when, you know, they got this the guy that they pay a bunch of money to for analytics says it's time to go for it, um, you know. For him to embrace that and believe in the analytics, he's got to believe that his team can execute it. Um, and if they can do it at 65% of the time, that's a tremendous clip. I think Tennessee was at 65% last year. They went for it a lot um, last year, 33, 32 times, something like that. Um, but they went for it a lot and, and obviously had success. So it can things like that are what makes a difference in games. I mean, these games in the SEC, guys, they come down – so often to just a couple of plays here and there. And if you can gain an advantage on fourth down, then that can make the difference in a ball game. So that's that's something that he's going to work on Saturday and not something necessarily that he's ever, like, focused on during a scrimmage. Dre, you were able you, – you said this was the prime moment of your year when you get to watch Pro Day – uh, what were your impressions? It looked like Jaden Hazelwood. Wow. He helped himself maybe the best of all of the players. Yeah, that's that's not exactly what I said. I, I said out of everything that I've got to cover, Pro Day is the last thing on my list that I'm interested in covering. Oh, I thought <laughs> because, you said it was your favorite. No, no, the opposite. Uh, no, and in fact, I sent Andrew Ellis to cover it So because all we're <laughs> waiting for is a bunch of numbers. And it's, you know, five hours of standing around waiting for numbers to get to you. So um, I learned a while back to, to skip out on, on pro days and somebody else. But Andrew hadn't been before, and uh, I think he enjoyed it. Uh, Drew Sanders really helped himself. Yeah. So you mentioned Jaden Hazelwood uh, running a four four seven after a four six six at the NFL Combine. Um, so that was definitely something I think that helped. And you you know you throw that four four seven in with the thirty seven inch vertical ten three broad jump. There's some good numbers for him. Six two two seventeen also good size. Uh, some good quality numbers. Uh, Terry Hampton with thirty three bench reps. I think that's definitely that's impressive. Up. That's a lot. And uh, and uh, B. John Jackson had thirty two. You know so. Wow. Um, 
those are both really, really strong marks. Latavius Brini did some good things also, 4.57 in the 40, 6'1.5", 211 pounds, 9'10", broad jump. Uh, but really, I mean, and, you know, Matt Landers has – Matt Landers put up pretty absurd numbers at the combine also. Uh, you know, he didn't do all his numbers. He just did the 20-yard shuttle, 4.34 L drill. Uh, but, you know, he had a 10-10 broad jump, a 37-inch vertical, a 4.3740 40 uh, at the NFL Combine. So, obviously, you're not going to run the 40 again after you drop a 4.37 in front no. of the scouts there. Uh, but Drew Sanders didn't participate in any of the drills at the NFL Combine. I mean, he went through drills. He didn't do any of the testing stuff. Uh, but 6'4", 236, a 9-10 broad jump, a 37-inch vertical, a 4.5940 yard dash and a 4.38 shuttle, a 715 L drill. Those really are all, really all good. very good numbers. Wow. Um, so he's he's definitely helped himself. Um, ESPN had him 51st or so on their list of top draft prospects. I think he probably probably going to boost himself a little bit after those numbers. Let's talk with uh, Savage. Savage, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. You have a question or comment for Trey? Hey, what's going on? Yeah, I got a trade. What's up, buddy? Trey, you know, all oh, doing good. You know, we talk about the pressures with these the coaching staffs under. Uh, and coach mm-hmm. talked about it as far as playing more people because you don't want people to transfer. You know, in the you know, there's a hundred and something kids. You know, with the the football program right now. There's a hundred and seven. Hundred and seven. All right, so it's a you can't make everybody happy. What's the pros and cons of, you know, you've got to have a starter, a backup, a third string, a fourth string. So what are we going to see out of this program if you've got to play everybody to try to satisfy everybody, 107 kids, where do you see this going? And then, Rick, tell me about the baseball game last night. If you're in the baseline, you're getting hit in the back with a baseball, why are you out if you're running in your baseline? I'll get off and appreciate it. Well, anytime you're hit by a batted ball, you're out. It, it's a hit for the batter, and the base runner who gets hit is automatically out. That's the rule. If you're in fair territory. So if you're in fair territory, hit by a batted ball, you're out, and the the batter gets a base hit. If you're running from first to, or from home to first, let's say on a call strike three that's in the dirt, mm. then you've got to run on the outside outer right. <clears throat> White right, or, it's, or it's interference, right? Or it's interference. Was he yep. talking about being hit by a thrown I thought, ball or a I, batted ball? A thrown ball. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Thrown ball. I, I, yeah. Anytime you're, hit, you know, you're in the fair territory and get hit by a batted ball, you're out. Yes, that's correct. If you're not running uh, outside the in the outside box and you get hit by the throw, you're out. It's interference. As far, um, as, keep, this, as, far as keeping everybody happy, you had a second question. Okay, um, go right ahead. As far as keeping everybody happy on the football team, you have to keep them happy until May 15th now because that's when the transfer portal window closes. You can't enter the portal after May 15th. So that's pretty much as long as you got to keep them happy until the season gets here because if they want to leave after that, then, you know, it's obviously, um, you know, a lot different at that point. So you got to keep them happy until then. Uh, I think the best thing that you can do is – give everybody opportunities this is the time to do that we've seen that we've seen them switch things up in the defensive secondary not as much as i think they will maybe after may 15th 
not as much as I think they will shake some things up and give some corners, some looks at, at safety and, and things like that. Uh, but they've they've rotated around the linebackers, tried different guys, the defensive ends. They they've done that. And, um, you know, everybody's getting opportunities at defensive tackle. The offensive line is. I mean, this is. I think they're they're probably enjoying themselves a little bit on the offensive line just because this is the first time since Pittman's been here that they haven't had a bunch of starters returning and they can experiment and, and move the pieces around. And we have definitely seen them do that. I mean, yesterday they had Patrick Kudis working center. We hadn't seen him do center yet. Um, you know, they had Josh Street over at guard that we haven't seen him play guard yet. Uh, and they continue to, to mix things up. And there's more stuff coming as well. Uh, so every and, and with quarterback too, you see Kate Fortin and Jacoby Criswell. Those guys mix in and out with the with the second group pretty regularly. Um, get some third team reps also. So and then the wide receivers also. We're seeing all those guys get out there and get some action. So I think that's that's really all you can ask for if you're if you're a player is opportunities opportunities to get out there and show what you can do. And if you don't produce, then you've really got nobody to blame but yourself and you know there will be some players that are disappointed when everything shakes out maybe they didn't think that they were um you know in the spot that they should have been but a transfer came in and took their spot or um, they don't like somebody's not going to like travis williams or something you know uh their, their new coach and there'll be a couple of guys probably enter the transfer portal uh, when the may first window opens through may 15th um, but generally, I think that they're doing right by the guys, giving everybody fair chances to impact. Um, and they're going to play the best players. So if you're one of the best players, they're, they're doing enough things that they're going to find you. Is Coach Williams a, a really mean dude or something? <laughs> it <laughs> could be Marcus Woodson. He's just an example. Just yeah, an example. Well, he used, him, he used mm-hmm. him yesterday oh, and he? today, and I'm yeah. thinking, man, this guy must be a bad dude. No, I think he's <laughs> – He's a good recruiter, we know that. He's very, he seems very likable. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Gosh. Pick a, pick a fictional name next time, uh, okay. just in case. Listen, <laughs> well, Coach, uh, you can't say Smith because there's Coach Jimmy Smith, the uh, running back coach. Uh, yeah. Anyway, let's coach talk Beals to you. or something. We'll say that. Let's He's talk to James. James, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey? I do. Uh, it doesn't make sense to me why those guys don't participate in the full uh, tryout. Can you guys kind of explain why why you wanna wouldn't want to demonstrate what you can do, or are they lacking in a certain technique that they don't, don't want to expose? And I'll hang up. Talking about this. for the NFL uh, for the pro yeah, game yeah, or for the yeah, combine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it can be an injury, um, a hamstring. You know, tweak knee, something like that. So some of those things prevent guys from doing certain events. You know, other times they really focus on things like they may want to go out to the NFL Combine and run a really fast 40, and so they drop some weight, and so they can post a really good 40 time, and then they'll wait until their pro day and do bench press reps, pack the weight back on, you know, um, over a few weeks, and 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 try to really focus on the bench press. So those are, those are just some of the reasons why they you know, might only do some of the stuff. But, and, you know, in a lot of cases, guys will do just about everything. It seems like everybody kind of skips the seven cone, um, or the L drill. I don't know why, but it seems like everybody skips that at the combine. Um, but uh, that's that's generally why. And I mean, like Drew Sanders, 
he's done everything but bench press. Uh, he did every single one of the drills there. And then, you know, Matt Landers did the drills. I think it was just a couple of drills, did a couple of drills at Arkansas Pro Day that he did not do at the NFL Combine. So that's they get two opportunities, so that's that's the reason you'll see them, you know. I mean, when everybody will have their numbers, you know, whether they did it at the Combine or at their Pro Day. I do like, personally, like if you're healthy and you go to the NFL Combine, I think you should compete in, in the drill. I think you should definitely do the 40-yard dash. I mean, um, but, you know, I think you should – should compete in the drills. Um, but it's not like you're just taking somebody's spot because, I mean, you'll meet with a bunch of teams, you know, do you know, one-on-one interviews and all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of positives to be gained even if you don't go through the drills at the combine. Well, back to uh, Landers. He'd already run a 4-3-7 yeah. at the uh, combine, so you don't want to run a 4-5 yeah. uh, there in Fayetteville um, on your Absolutely. pro day. So. Absolutely. I mean, once you – once you drop below a 4-4, four, four, you're done. You're yeah. done running 40s. Yeah. I uh, trade this from our Asher Record Service company, Life and Feedback. Dylan says, of all the walk-ons, who has impressed you the most? And I'm going to tie that in with Magnolia Hogg because he has been a walk-on. I'm not sure if he's now scholarship or not. Cade Renfro, is he still on the team? Let me tell you something about Cade Renfro. He can zip it now. I mean, like – He's got as much velocity as any quarterback on on the roster and throws a nice tight spiral. He's still in a knee brace. He's still limited with what he can do. Uh, But they, you know, they do things with him, individual drills and stuff, you know, just throwing back and forth. Uh, But he can really zip the ball. If I'm picking walk-ons, you know, Marlon Crockett has done some good things. Uh, He's definitely, definitely done some good things. uh, walk-on receiver with the Memphis transfer. I would probably pick him out. Uh, who else would be? Uh, Tommy Varhall is like 6'8", 340, uh, offensive lineman, Maryland transfer. He's definitely the, somebody that sticks out. I don't know that he's going to like be competing for a starting spot, but he's somebody that sticks out. Josh Street is another walk-on offensive lineman. Um, you know, Arkansas has a pretty good history of offensive linemen who are walk-ons that go on to have success. And, um, you know, Street is probably your number two center right now. Uh, so there might be a couple of guys that I would say yeah, there's several of them that are mixed in there. I mean, you've got a lot of walk-ons on this roster right now. Um, and some of them won't be there when fall camp starts. But there are a few that are definitely notable. And, Trey, we will talk with you tomorrow. That is Trey okay. Beatty of hogsports.com. Being brought to you by Asher Record Service Company. Drive time sports will continue.